Welcome to the teaching ministry of Stephen Fraser and Life of Faith Bible Church, an outreach dedicated to helping you triumph in every area of life. Now here's Pastor Fraser with today's message. First Timothy 1, verse 18, this charge or command I give to you, son Timothy. How many people know if it's good enough for Timothy, it's good enough for you and me, right? It's not just, this isn't just limited to Timothy. No, this is, this is God's command to you and I, not just Paul the Apostle's command to Timothy. According to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you may wage the good warfare. You may wage the good warfare. What does it mean to wage war? It means start a war. That's what it means. To wage a war means to go start a war. Go pick a fight. So when things seem to be going really good, life is good, things are going good, man, you know? Things are light and easy, you know, money's in the bank, health is good, got to, I feel good with God, no problem there. You know, everything's, everything's, just, everything's just going nice. You know, I just feel good. But don't just sit back. Don't just sit back in peace times. Rise up and start a fight. Start a battle. Wage a war. Wage a war. Because actually, you're the most vulnerable in peacetime. When there's no battle raging, nothing's coming against you, everything seems great, many times that's when Christians will lower their guard. That's when they don't have that fervency to get in the word. That's when they can lay their faith shield to the side. They can put their sword down. And uh, now they can just go out and be carnal. Because everything is just fine. Everything's just good. And that's when you're the most vulnerable. That's when you're the most open to the enemy's attack. So you never want to get into a place where you're complacent. You don't want to get into that place. You don't want to get into that place where when things are good, you got nothing to do spiritually. You got nothing going on spiritually. You could just take it easy. No, 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 no. There's no time to take it easy. First of all, even if things are going well for you, there's a whole lot of people in this world that things are not going well for. There's a whole lot of people that are going to spend eternity in hell. If somebody doesn't go and engage the enemy in their life. If somebody doesn't come against the powers of darkness that are ruling over them, they'll spend eternity in hell. How many people know souls are worth fighting for? They're worth fighting for. And so that right there is one major reason why you need to rise up and wage a good warfare. Get out beyond yourself. Begin to go to battle for somebody else. Get in faith for somebody else. 
Begin to intercede. Ask God to use you in intercession. Or at least be aggressive in arming yourself and equipping yourself for the next opportunity to come against the enemy. Always be, always be battle-minded. Always be thinking about waging a good warfare. And it's a good war because we always triumph and we always win. Hallelujah. So we're not afraid to fight. In actuality, the fight is our friend. I said the fight is our friend. And being on the battlefield can be safer than just lying in bed at home. Because again, when you're on the battlefield, you're vigilant. Right? Your guard is up. You're, looking, you're watchful. You're watchful. You're on the guard for any incoming missiles from then, any fiery darts of the wicked one. You're on the guard. So even though it might seem like nothing's firing, well, praise God, then go look for a fight. Go right out there into one. And, that, and have that mindset of just being alert and attentive to your adversary, the devil. The Bible says we need to be alert. We need to be attentive. We need to be vigilant, concerned, watchful concerning our adversary, the devil, because he never sleeps. The devil is restless. He's like a roaring lion roaming about the earth, seeking whom he may devour. But I got some bad news for the devil tonight. The church, the church is on the prowl. The church is moving around the land, yielding to the lion of the tribe of Judah. I'm talking about the Lord Jesus, praise God. And we have his strength and his power in us to destroy the works of the devil. Jesus said, for this purpose has the Son of God been manifest, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Not that he might defend himself from the devil. There is a defending yourself from the devil. That's why we have a shield of faith. But yet it's not while we're on the defense. It's while we're charging into the battle. And we're going in taking territory. The devil needs to be terrified every time you wake up. When you get up in the morning, you need to wake up Breathe in the air and say, I love the smell of a battle in the morning. Hallelujah. Some people are looking for the smell of coffee, but I'm looking for the smell of the battle. Come on, somebody. And that actually is our protection. It's our protection. Notice over in um, 1 Peter 4, if you have your Bible. Four, verse 1. Therefore, since Christ suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves also with the same mind. What mind? A mind to suffer. A mind to suffer. Arm yourself. Weaponize yourself. With the same mind, with a mind to suffer. For he who has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. 
Sin won't be able to get any place in your life. Sin won't be able to dominate you because you're getting up in the morning with a mind to suffer. You're ready to, you're ready to suffer. You're not getting up with a mind to have fun. You're not going out into your day with a mind to have fun, just have a good time. No, 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 no. Number one, you get up in the morning with a mind to suffer. And that's how you weaponize yourself. That's how you prepare yourself for temptations. That's how you prepare yourself for whatever the devil might try to bring against you in this life. But you see, when you go out into your day and just say, oh, we're just going to have fun and we're just going to frolic through the earth, you know, and we're just going to have a nice old time and you're unaware of the battle, you're not battle-minded, well, then you're not going to be ready. You're not going to be ready for the fight when the enemy begins to fire things against you. No, no, no. You've got to rise up and say, oh, we're going to have fun. No, no, don't get me wrong. I'm going to have a good time today. Oh, yeah. But I understand. A part of that fun is trampling upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and making him out to be nothing. Make sport of the devil. Hallelujah. What kind of sports do you play? Let's make sport of the devil. Can you say that? Yeah. Let's just, let's have fun fighting the good fight of faith. It's, a, it's good, so you might as well have fun doing it. Right? I mean, if you're not having fun, are you really even in faith? Because faith is fun. Faith is fun. It's having a good time. It's engaged in a good fight. And it's overcoming, and it's very conscious of the victory. It's very conscious of overcoming. It's very conscious of these things. And so, hallelujah, we're having a good time fighting the good fight of faith. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. And we're not going to let the devil steal a thing from us. In fact, we're going we're to take this day that the Lord has made, and we're going to have a good time in it. But you see, it's not just thinking about the good time. It's thinking about fighting to lay hold of the good time. Lay hold of the good times and to keep it and not allow a demon to come along and steal things from you. And then you begin to think, well, maybe it's not God's will for me to have these nice things or to be able to do these things or to enjoy life this way. And you begin to just surrender to the enemy. No, 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 no. No, we're going to fight and the devil ain't going to take anything from us. We're going to go through this life in charge. Because Jesus conquered Satan. Jesus defeated him, put him under our feet. And so we're going to rule. We're going to rule and reign in life. We're going to enjoy running across the land and trampling upon our enemies. Can you say amen? amen. So somebody say, it's time to pick a fight. Yeah, so when the devil's, it doesn't seem like he's picking a fight with you. You pick, you pick a fight with him. You pick a fight with him. Uh, we saw in 1 Timothy about waging a war, but notice Proverbs chapter 20, verse 18 says, Plans are established by counsel. By wise counsel, wage war. It's wisdom to wage war. It is unwise to not be waging war. 
It's unwise to be passive in life. It's unwise to just grow complacent in good times. That is unwise because it's dangerous. It's dangerous. No, 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 no. The Bible says get counsel and by wise counsel. The wise counsel of God's word. Rise up and start a war. Start a fight. Pick a fight every day. Be a bully. Go ahead. You've always wanted to be. It's time to just bully the devil. Hallelujah. It's time to mess with Satan. Time to mess with him. He repeats it again. Proverbs 24. Verse 6, he says, For by wise counsel, you will wage your own war. Wage your own war. Now you go over to Numbers chapter 25. And look what the Lord says here in Numbers 25. We were just talking about how the devil is a harasser, isn't he? Well, I got this here. He ain't, he ain't the only harasser in the land. God's people need to be harassers. We need to harass the devil. It's time to harass our enemies. The devil, the devil is our enemy. Did you know that? He is our adversary. That's what Satan, the name Satan means, ad, 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 adversary. He's our adversary. So notice what he says here in Numbers 25, the Lord, verse 16. Then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, harass the Midianites and attack them. Now here, here's the children of Israel just hanging out, you know, in the wilderness. Enjoying the provision that God's given to them every day. Waiting for their ship to come in. Waiting for their promised land to be delivered to their doorstep. And God says, you know, you guys are looking a little bored. You're looking a little complacent. And so the Lord says, pick a fight. Go pick a fight with somebody. And Midianites are a type of demonic powers. We understand that. Under the New Covenant, we're looking at the old, the old Testament and these people, the Midianites, are actually a type to us of demon spirits because that's our battle today. We're not fighting people. We're not fighting flesh and blood. We're fighting against demon spirits. So these Midianites are a type of demons. And so notice what the Lord spoke to Moses saying. Harass the Midianites and attack them for they harassed you with their schemes by which they seduced you. Has the devil ever seduced you, ever tempted you, lured you into doing the wrong thing? Oh, yeah. Well, it's time for vengeance. It's time for vengeance. You know, the Bible says, uh, the Lord says, vengeance is mine. I'll repay, saith the Lord. You know one of the ways he repays, how he does it, is through his people. Is through your faith. Is through you rising up and fighting the good fight of faith. The Lord wants to harass the devil back for all that he has done to harass you. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, and the Lord is in us. The Lord is in us. The Lord is with us to go and harass the one that has harassed us. And to attack. Be the aggressor. Be the aggressor. 
Not the ones that are passively sitting back. No, no, no. Christians are aggressive. Christians are ambitious. Christians are assertive. Christians are go-getters. Somebody say, I'm a go-getter. Christians are confrontational. Christians, I'm saying that one again. Christians are confrontational. Not with flesh and blood. That's not what we wrestle against. In fact, that scripture in Ephesians says we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. In fact, I want you to just look at it. Hold, hold, hold your place here because it's some more harassment to look at in Numbers. But notice Ephesians, he says... Chapter 6, he says, put on the whole armor of God, verse 11, put on the whole armor of God when you're under an attack. Doesn't say under an attack, does it? In fact, Christians are never to be under an attack, must I remind you. Christians are never to be under an attack. I got news for you. Jesus has put the devil under his feet. And you and I are members of the body of Christ. So if he's under the feet of Jesus, the devil is under our feet. Under our feet. So if he's under our feet, we are not under his attack. But yet Christians are always, you know, come on, we're under an attack, we're under an attack. And they're trying to run and escape the devil. Friend, the devil should be running to escape you as you wage your own war. He should be looking to escape you. You know, he was that way with Jesus when Jesus walked the earth. Right? Jesus walked into places where people were demon-possessed. And they would cry out. The demons would manifest. What have we to do with you? In other words, leave us alone. Go away. Why are you picking on us? Right? This is what the devil said. What have we to do with you, Jesus? Have you come to torment us? See, who's supposed to do the tormenting here? Jesus or the devil? Is the devil the tormentor? Or is Jesus the tormentor? Or I say the body of Christ the tormentor. Come on, get a hold of this. The body of Christ is to be the tormentor. Oh yeah, he's a tormentor of those that are not members of the body of Christ. He is out tempting and tormenting people all the time. But you and I now are a part of the body of Christ. The devil is under our feet and we are here to torment him before the time when he's cast into the lake of fire. We're the aggressors. We're on the attack. We're confrontational. We're militant. That's why he says, wage a good war. That's being militant. The devil needs to be crying out when we come into the room. He shouldn't be trying to pick on you, mess with you. He should be on the defense saying, what have I to do with you? Why are you here? Rather than, oh my God, the devil's all over our house. He's got us completely surrounded. He's everywhere. Now, see, that defensive mentality is going to get you in trouble. That's a defeated mentality. I said it's a defeated mentality. It's a victim mentality. 
defending, running, hiding. Not necessarily, I like King David. How many people know King David was a man of faith? Oh, he was a great man of faith. He, he was a great boy of faith before he was king. And you remember when uh, the Philistines came out to battle against the Israelites. And they sent out their champion, Goliath. And Goliath is standing there in this valley, looking up on the, on the mountainside there, where all the children of Israel have come out in battle array. I mean, they're all dressed up in their armor, and they came out shouting, He shakara You know, they can't, Jehovah is great, praise his name, hallelujah, hallelujah, right? They came out praising God, and then Goliath just looked up at them, and they all looked at Goliath. And Goliath went, <laughs> and they, well, just, they all ran into the caves and, the, and, and into the rocks. And they went everywhere. The whole army went into hiding. And he's out there, young, give me a man to fight. Just give me one man to fight. If he defeats me, then all the Philistines will serve you. But if, we defeat, if I defeat him, then you will be our servants. And this, this little kid, here's what's going on. And he's like, what's going on over here? What's going on? He's going to the guys in the, in the caves. What's going on out here? There's a guy out here blaspheming God. There's a guy out here blaspheming. What's going on with this? Is somebody going to do something about this? No? No? Can I go see the king, please? He comes and goes sees King Saul. He says, can I go ahead and take care of this guy? Can I do this? The king's like, no, <laughs> this guy is a warrior. He's been a warrior from his youth, and you're just a little youth. You can't do this. He said, listen, I went out and killed a lion and a bear. He says, this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them. He's defying the armies of the living God. Let me have him. Please let me go to the battle. Please let me wage war. Please let me go and fight him. Please let me go kill him. Come on, I'm talking about faith. And faith is fun. Come on. I mean, David was ready to have himself some fun because he knew that he had a covenant with God and that that devil was as good as dead. That was his bread, man. And he went out to that battle. He ran. He read, the Bible says David came running down the mountain swinging his sling. He comes down there and he's running. He's running. He's running towards the Philistine. I mean, he's not like even approaching it slowly. He's not like, You know, you think about it, boxing. You ever watch boxing? You know, and, and, and they're both of them like this. They're so afraid of what the other guy's going to do, you know. And so they throw a punch, and they jump right back like that. And it's back and forth, it's back and forth, it's back. Not faith. That's not how faith fights. Faith just walks in there and starts slapping things around, man. <laughs> it's just starts slapping devils around. <laughs> That's just ducking stuff, you know. Easy. It's easy. Hallelujah. Because the Lord fights through us. Come on, somebody. The Lord fights through us. We're not alone. David understood that. He knew he wasn't alone. And notice the aggressiveness. He was militant. He went in there and he was on the attack. And that's how faith is. And of course, he raised up a whole lot of faith giants like himself. And you read the story of, the, of these mighty men. They're referred to the mighty men of David. 
And I mean, they were aggressive. I mean, one guy, he was a little cold. It was a snowy day. And he looks down in a pit, and there's a lion that's down in the pit. The lion fell in the pit. And so he jumps down there and kills it. You know, he, he liked the fur. I mean, these guys, these guys went into the battle. When, when, when people retreated, and they were, they, it was two men left alone in a barley field, and they were surrounded by Philistines, the whole army just abandoned them. Hey, we're not leaving, we're not running. They stood their ground and defeated thousands of people. The one guy, when the battle was over, he couldn't get the sword out of his hand. It was stuck to his hand. He was squeezing it so tight for so long. Come on. These are, these are mighty warriors. This is you and I in the spirit. This is how you and I live this life of faith. Christians are more than conquerors. Come on, somebody. They're not these passive people just trying to get by and defend themselves from the next temptation or attack of the devil. That's going to get you in trouble if you're on the defense. Be on the offense. Be the aggressor. He says, Ephesians 6, 12, for we do not wrestle against. Everybody say against. Flesh and blood, but what? Against principalities and powers. Well, notice that. We do not wrestle against, against. Actually, it should translate, we don't, we don't come against flesh and blood, but against. Because <clears throat> we <clears throat> are coming against. We're on the attack. Hallelujah. It's not this, the enemy's coming and we're wrestling with him. No, 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 no. We wrestle against, which is literally, we come against. That makes more sense too, doesn't it? Than wrestle against? No, 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 no. It's come against. Just want to clear that up. We're coming against the enemy. We're coming against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against the spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. We're coming against them. Therefore, we take up the whole armor of God that we may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand. Take your stand. Take your stand in your barley field. Do not retreat. Do not back up. Engage the enemy. Start a fight. And then don't run. You know what I'm saying? Don't pick a fight and run. Just like Gary Abraham. He's got a great, name, a great last name, but he wasn't a good guy. He was my next-door neighbor. And Gary Abraham, you know, he thought one day that, you know, he was going to test out his strength. And I don't know how old I was. I was a young guy. I don't, this was before I even started karate, and I started that at 13. And so anyway, Gary came out, and he's just talking to me normal. I mean, there's no sign that anything's going to happen here. I have, I'm totally, like, unaware. He's like, hey, yeah, yeah, he's talking. And all of a sudden he goes, bam! Punches me in the face as hard as he could. And it was, it just so stunned me, I didn't feel anything. I think a part of it was just shock. It was like, did he just hit me in the face? <laughs> and he hit me as hard as he could in the face, and then he just looked at me like this. And I just went, then I realized, hey, he just hit me in the face. I need to do something about this. So I said, now I'm going to kill you. I didn't know what else to say. 
well, you know, you, obviously he just hit me with his best shot. So he's thinking, I'm in trouble. So he just turns off and runs. I ran after him praying that he wouldn't stop running. Because I wouldn't have known what he'd done if he stopped running, you know. <laughs> but I chased him right into the house. Praise God. But that, 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 we're not like Gary Abraham. We don't take a shot and then wait and see. And then run and retreat. You understand? No, no, no. We just keep hitting. We just keep hitting. We just keep hitting. We, just, we have no regrets. No doubt. No doubt about what we're doing. We just keep hitting. We just keep fighting the good fight of faith. We just keep taking taking the enemy down. Hallelujah. You knock one imp out of the way, go after the next one. Come on, there's plenty where that one came from. Let's go get him. I said, let's go get him. You know? So he says, man, the devil's got this place surrounded. That's the time to rise up and say, praise God. Hallelujah. We can't miss him this time. <laughs> hey, if he's got you surrounded then you can't miss. Be easy to hit them. Hallelujah. So coming back to numbers, I just want you to see that God has called us to harass the enemy. Numbers 33, verse 55. It says, but if you do not drive out the inhabitants of the land from before you, then it shall be that those whom you let remain shall be irritants in your eyes and thorns in your sides, and they shall harass you in the land where you dwell. Notice, the Lord says, if you don't strike first, if you don't go after them, they're going to harass you. They're going to be thorns in your flesh. They are going to make life very hard on you. So you better rise up and make it hard on them. See, we're talking about being the aggressor, being on the attack. And what does that look like? Well, that's us rising up, speaking the word of God, getting in faith. Come on. Praying in the Holy Spirit. See, a lot of times, again, if people aren't being attacked, if, they, if they're not going through a trial and test, then they're not praying in tongues. They're not speaking much of the word. Can anybody relate to this? You know, it just seemed like it was a peaceful time. Things were good. And so you kind of put your guard down, and now we're going to watch a little extra TV. We're going to, we're going to play the video games a little bit more, right? We're just, going to, we're, just going to, we're just going to neglect spiritual things. We're not going to be aggressive with speaking the word because everything's good. No, 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 no. No, we're the aggressor. We're speaking the word because we understand if we're not out harassing the enemy, then he's going to start harassing us. And we're going to be on the defense. And we're going to lose territory. We're going to suffer loss. We might overcome, but I don't want to suffer any loss. I just want to go ahead and take territory. Don't you? I mean, if you're going to suffer, let's suffer just winning and winning and winning. Suffering by engaging the enemy. Not suffering, losing, losing, being attacked. And trying to overcome the enemy. So that's, that's what we got to do. That's what he's telling them. He says, they're gonna, if, if you do not drive out the inhabitants of the land, they shall harass you in the land. That's what's going to happen. So in peacetime, wage war. Wage war. Uh, Saul, King Saul, in 1 Samuel chapter 14 
verse 47. While he was still anointed of the Lord. The Bible says, so Saul established his sovereignty over Israel and fought against all his enemies on every side, against Moab, against the people of Ammon, against Edom, against the, the kings of Zobah, against the Philistines. Wherever he turned, he harassed them. He went after them. That's how you and I need to be. Some of you don't know if you like this. Somebody says, I'm a lover, not a fighter, Pastor. I'm a lover, not a fighter. God's love fights. Because God so loved the world that he left a place of total peace, total prosperity, total goodness, no warfare, no battle. But because of love, he came down here and put on flesh and blood. And he came to destroy the works of the devil. He came to conquer. He came to subdue an enemy that really wasn't giving him any problems. He could have just sat back and let the whole world go to hell. But Jesus didn't let that happen. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad he came down here and picked a fight with the devil? And went after the devil and has tormented the devil, harassing the devil, and defeated the devil so that you and I have victory over him in the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody. He's already conquered them. Now it's time for us to just occupy. Take the territory from this defeated foe. There isn't a soul that he, that sh that he should have. There's not a soul that he should own because Jesus bought and paid for the whole human race with his blood. And so there's not, he, he, he shouldn't have anything of his own here. Jesus conquered him. Now let's go take the territory from him. Hallelujah. Let's just become like a bunch of terrorists. Lying in wait to take out the enemy. Let's, let's just do it. You know, King David, before he, again, before he became king, he was anointed king now at this time. But he was, he was running from Saul. He was running from Saul. Saul was on the attack. Saul was after David. But David, you know, he didn't want to come against the Lord's anointed. So that's why he was retreating. He, he wouldn't fight against the people of God. So he retreated in battle from the people of God. There's a lesson in that, isn't there? That when a brother or a sister is being contentious and causing problems and trying to stir up strife, what do we do? Do we engage them? Do we attack them? Do we strike back? David said, I'm not touching the Lord's anointed. He retreated. That's when he retreated. That's when he backed off. It was when fellow brothers and sisters were coming against him. He wouldn't fight them. But then he would turn around and he would go after these enemies of Israel, the enemies of the people of God, which again are types of demonic spirits. They're a type of demonic, an illustration of demonic spirits for us today. And David was like a terrorist. Man, he'd just go in there and he'd harass people and he would just wipe out entire camps of, of people, conquer them, go in there, subdue them. That's what God has called us to do. Don't be a terrorist to your brothers and sisters. 
Don't be a terrorist to human, humans, but be a terrorist to the devil. Be a terror to him. Always be causing trouble. He doesn't know when the next trouble is going to pop up from those people at Life of Faith Bible Church. Hallelujah. Now that's, that's fighting God's way. That's how, that's how God would have us to fight this good fight of faith. But David, you know, he was always on the attack. He was always aggressive. As a result, he ends up becoming king and subdues all these enemies. And now he's got this great army. He's got all these great warriors around him. And so, man, things are good. David could take it easy. He doesn't have to be so fervent in spirit. He doesn't have to be on the attack like he's been on the attack in the past because all these enemies are subdued. You know, and other people can fight these battles. Other people, other warriors that he's raised up can fight these battles. And so he begins to take it easy. And the Bible says in 2 Samuel chapter 11, verse 1. Now it came to pass in the spring of the year, it's springtime. Everybody's feeling it. Who's got the spring fever? Huh? It's hard to work. I remember in school, you know. Springtime's coming, you know. Summer's coming, you know. Spring has sprung. And you start getting that spring's fever. You know, you're, just, it, you're distracted. It's hard to work. You're looking outside. The sun is shining. And you're just thinking about going out there on the playground or getting out of school. It's playtime. It's fun time. It's springtime. Well, that may be true, naturally speaking. But, spiritually speaking, for us, it's wartime. All the time. Boy, people don't get too excited about that. You know, you learn, you, like I said, uh, the, 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 the fight needs to be your best friend. You need to get excited about fighting. Excited about the warfare. It's good. We win. And it's a safe place. The battlefield is the safest place. It's safer than just staying at home and relaxing and taking a spiritual vacation. Even when you take a natural vacation, never take spiritual vacation. You go to beach, go to the mountains, go to the cabin, go do what you like to do, but go armed and go to pick on a devil. Because I got news for you, devils are even at the beach. Devils are at the beach. Devils are at the cabin. This earth is infested. You can find yourself some Moabites. You can find yourself some Philistines. You can fight. You can find some enemies. You have I've never gone on a vacation and, and, I, and there wasn't a devil there. Now, I like going to the beach the most. It's really easy to defeat the devil at the beach. It really is. Because the water is right there. And the Bible says that through faith, we can cast demons into the sea. Now, to cast a demon into the sea from Kentucky is a little harder because the seas, you got some distance, right? But when you're right there on the beach, man, you just throw the demons in there. And they, and they, get in there. Oop. I mean, it's instant. You see, instant things happen on the beach. Instant deliverances, instant healings. They go right into the water. They're done. But sometimes they got to travel from Kentucky, you know. It takes a while for the deliverance to work its way out. It's just something I've learned over time. 
We should all go to the beach. We should have a church, a church vacation at the beach. Fully armed. Fully armed. Praise God. Now it came to pass in the spring of the year at that time when kings go out to battle. Do we have any kings in here? Jesus is king of kings. We're the kings. We're the kings. At a time when kings go out to battle, that David sent Joab and his servants with him and all Israel, and they destroyed the people of Ammon and besieged Reba. But David remained at Jerusalem. He stayed at home. He just stayed back because he didn't have to go to battle. I mean, these, I mean, Joab, his commander, and the Israelites, they went out there and they destroyed these demons, these Ammonites. Destroyed them. Wasn't a problem. They didn't need him. Why should he go? I mean, if they don't need you, just stay at home and relax. Enjoy yourself. Well, listen again. You could stay home and relax physically, but not spiritually. I said not spiritually. Uh, spiritually, we are going to battle. Spiritually, we are going to war. Hallelujah. So he stayed back at home, and what happened? Well, he turned on the television. I won't go into too much detail. He turned on the television, started watching some R-rated flick. You know, he's taking it easy, man, because he's the king. I mean, he's already subdued all these enemies. He's worked hard. I mean, he's worked hard for retirement. He's worked hard for the Lord, you know. All the enemies of the Lord are subdued. Take it, take it easy. So he takes it easy. He drops his guard, and he relaxes, and he gets seduced by the devil and loses. He loses his greatest battle. Because he wasn't fighting it. He was defeated. He was overcome and defeated at home. Had he gone to the battlefield, that never would have happened. It caused all kinds of curses and problems in David's life. And he never fully recovered from the spiritual wounds that he received from the enemy. When he had dropped his guard... And just let whatever was in front of him to get into his eyes and get into his heart. And he was overcome and he was defeated. Hello, somebody. Why? Well, because again, he had it good. He had it going on. There was no reason to fight. There's always a reason to fight. I said there's always a reason to fight. If it's not for yourself, then it's for others. And I got news for you. No matter how good you have it and how good it's going for you and how spiritual you might feel, there's a lot more territory within your own soul to conquer. I said there's a lot more territory in your own soul to lay hold of, to subdue, bring into subjection to the Word of God. Bring into subjection to the Lord Jesus so that you are more fully yielded to the Holy Spirit. How many people have arrived and they are fully yielded to the Holy Spirit? No. No. We want to, we can, because Jesus is our example. He's our master. And we are called to walk in his footsteps. 
I said, we're called to walk in his footsteps. And so, just like the Bible says over in Luke chapter 21, verse 19, it says, in your patience, or by your patience, possess your souls. Take the territory of your soul back from the devil. Your emotions, your feelings need to be conquered, brought into subjection to the word of God so that not only is your spirit saved, but your soul is saved. The Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 10 that we are to press in to the saving of our soul. We are not of those who draw back to perdition, but those who press in to the saving of our soul. Yeah, he saved our spirit. Thank God we're born again in our spirit, but we've got a soul that needs to be possessed with the word of God. The word of God needs to possess our souls, our emotions, our affections, our feelings, so that there's no place for any kind of vile feeling or desire within us. Anything that's vile that comes from without is easily cast away, cast down, because it doesn't connect, has nothing to connect with on the inside of us. We're just so clean on the inside. Don't you want that? Your soul is just so clean that it, it, there's no connection with the devil. Our souls don't connect with the devil anymore. Hallelujah. He says, by your patience, possess your souls. Possess it. In other words, be aggressive. Be on the attack. Take that territory. Engage the enemy. Come on. Speak the word of God into your heart. Speak the word of God. Sing his praises. Do battle. This is how I fight my battles. Come on. We got a battle to fight because there's just more of our soul to take for Jesus. And then there's the souls of others we need to conquer and take for Jesus. Can you say amen? Praise God. Come on, let's stand on our feet. Let's thank the Lord for this battle. That concludes this message. For more information about Life of Faith Bible Church or Stephen Fraser Ministries, go to our website at lofbc.org. While you're there, be sure to check out the many other teaching series and books by Stephen Fraser. That website again is lofbc.org. And you can always call 888 542 2555. We trust today's message has encouraged your faith and strengthened your spirit to live the victorious life. And until next time, remember, we always triumph and we always win.